Everybody and welcome to the Home Record Podcast. I am the Golden Greek Alex Arion, joined as always by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing wife, the lovely Monique. Hi. How are you, Monique? I'm fabulous. How are you? I'm doing fantastic as always. And this week, we're not going to do this super long intro and talk about whatever. Maybe we'll do that another time. This week, we're going to jump right into it because we have two very special guests. Yay, we do. I want to introduce to our show. Iris Moon and RJ Sun, they are the co-hosts of the Embodied Mystics podcast. Iris and RJ, thank you so much for being on our show. How are you? Thank you so much for having us. We're doing great. Awesome. We are doing great. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I'm super, you can tell how excited I get by how squinty my eyes get. It looks like my eyes are closed. That was the light see. shining on us. No. It's, it's really <laughs> it's my excitement. blinding me. So I just want to give a quick little introduction about how I had met Iris. Our friend Adriana Devine, she actually referred me to Iris for a group meditation and it was so wonderful. And from that, I've been on her email list. And recently I had reached out to her and we started talking and I absolutely love her. Um, Iris, I adore you. You are a wonderful person and I appreciate you. And I just want you to... Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and RJ, if you can tell us about yourself and how you guys started a podcast together and started working together. Tell us our, your story. Oh it's God. a loaded question. I know. Jeez. Wow. Just go. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you so much that like, uh, that brings my heart um, up into my high heart. <laughs> so thank you. I also really appreciate you and uh, everything you've done for me thus far. Um, so should I start with our story? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What take I it wherever do. you want to take it. Yeah. <laughs> this is your show now, honey. <laughs> okay. Um, I kind of want to start where we met cause it's kind of funny. Um, yeah. we met on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> I I don't even know what to say about that because what I want to say is like this guy commented on a tweet or you know replied to me on a tweet and I was like who is this dumb boy? <laughs> wow! <laughs> Isn't that how all great love stories begin though? <laughs> Maybe um, that was kind of the truth though. When I he first responded, I was like, oh, who is this boy? But. Um, we actually had a fairly magical meeting, uh, even though it was on Twitter. The first time I was like, oh, boy. But gee, I think you should take over the story now. <laughs> yeah, well, it was kind of, uh, 
some synchronistic events that happened that led me to comment on one of her her tweets if you will and so it broke the ice and we we really connected on a, a mystical level as well as uh, two healers and i was in california um, and she was on the east coast at the time so it was, you know kind of crazy so fast forward she decides she's going to go to arizona to be with family for a while and i was like well that's a lot closer than the east coast you know maybe we can meet up so around her birthday time i drove uh up to flagstaff and northern she, arizona yeah for those who don't know <laughs> how far a drive was that for you rj um about 10 hours wow wow but it was pretty cool i went down camped out in some areas like joshua tree and um you know it was pretty it was a pretty cool uh, journey so i didn't i didn't like i'm not stopping the whole way you know and so we met in a national forest you know, outside in flagstaff arizona and we on my out. birthday yeah on the birthday on my birthday so nice. the rest is pretty much history yeah which is sedona camped there for a little while um, we actually had a really magical, like, first meeting, if you will. So, of course, I drove from Gloucester, Massachusetts, to Flagstaff uh, over the course of three weeks. And he met me in Flagstaff. Um, and like he said, you know, we went to Sedona. And I took him to the Buddhist Zen Garden in Sedona, which is my absolute favorite place in Arizona, because uh, it has this giant Buddha and there's this whole peace park built around it um, with lots of bodhisattvas and uh, medicine wheels. Oh, it's this, there's a stupa there. Um, it's just uh, wonderful. So I actually took RJ there for our first date. Um, and it was kind of just like, love at first sight if you will or definitely not love at first tweet but <laughs> yeah, we met this like we met this amazing amazing traveling uh yogi couple yeah i saw yeah. them yeah good um so we i was so funny to say that because i was just thinking that too i was thinking so much about her yeah um so when rj came he brought one of his dogs his name is crusher and so we were riding around in the truck with crusher you know we get to the the buddhist garden and there is this woman that has um did she have her travel trailer with her at that time no they just had their truck with their you know their traveling yogi sticker on it their instagram tag you know the number and all that so i'm thinking like just looking at this this sign on this back of this truck i'm like i wonder if these are our people and they get out and i swear (laughs) to god it's an older version of us they're like in their 50s i'm like they get out they have a dog that looks like crusher and i'm like that's it this is our future (laughs) (laughs) on the first day um wow yes that's awesome (laughs) sounds kind of crazy but so we ended up um you know having a really magical day and just having a really magical time in northern uh, northern arizona and um rj decided to hang out in Arizona for a while. He lived in Monterey at the time, which I'll get there, but 
when we were in Phoenix, I just basically looked at RJ and was like, dude, you got to go back home. Because I think at this point you'd been there for 10 days or so, maybe. Yeah, about two weeks. So um, he didn't want to go home. And I asked him, you know, how, how, how could we make this work? And he invited me out. So you should just come to California. It's pretty, pretty awesome. <laughs> right by the ocean. It was like a 10 minute walk uh, where I lived at the time to uh, Lover's Point and Pacific Grove and uh, Silomar Beach. So, wow. I mean, pretty sweet deal. Can I just interject? Yeah, so I just want to, I want to stop you for one second yes. because like for our hearers, you can't see this, but if you're watching this, the way you both look at each other my heart oh my goodness like it's just so sweet and beautiful the the way you both look at each other and it just i love it it just fills my heart with joy so sorry i just had to point that out because i keep getting giddy like watching you look at each other and smile thank you <laughs> i also don't want to dominate the conversation because i can <laughs> So I want to make sure, you know, telepathically that he gets his, um, enough floor space as I do. Yeah, we do all right. We do all right. Um, so actually in, in uh, Pacific Grove was where we as a couple had the idea of starting a podcast for, you know, healers, mm -hmm. uh, spiritualists, uh, all that good stuff. Um, and it was actually, personally, myself, I've had that dream for probably about, I don't know, five plus years um, to to do all that. And, you know, I just, I kept going with the goals and, you know, the divine creates connections and synchronistic events and brings brings the soul, soul tribe together, if you will. Uh, to make all this happen. Um, our, my story, my personal like journey is also, you know, really entwined with us meeting um, because at the time I was really um, blossoming in my soul gifts. And so I was starting to offer sessions, uh, Reiki sessions and astrology sessions specifically. So I kind of fell into a whole dream, if you will, when I moved in with RJ um, because I committed myself full-time to magic, if you will. And RJ was probably the first real magician that I had met that was actually doing um, astrological magic and uh, yeah. divinatory magic. And so us coming together, it felt just like the universe was calling for, you know, this um, radical trust in the magical path, if you will. So... Like RJ said, we did have this idea to, you know, start this podcast, but I feel like it really came from our work in Gnosticism because we started, you know, studying, um, how do you say, like, I want to say like divinatory, do you know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> Not entirely, but um, I'm on track. We, you know, we started studying uh, with Bobby. Oh, right. Um, I'm trying to think of how we would describe that, how that would be categorized. Well, it was like a, 
it was like a Gnostic amalgamation of all spiritual traditions. So it was, it was kind of all over the place, but it was, um, it was interesting, but it, that's what kind of, you know, triggered many other events yeah, so that opened the mind. We started speaking to our friend and mentor at the time. Um, and we would record our Zoom calls. And it just the conversations that we had with this mentor who had decades of years of experience as a bishop, um, like the depth that we got to in these conversations and these um, musings of the divine really sparked us to have these conversations and record them for a podcast. So we were fined in a way. Yeah. RJ and I, like, I feel like we really, in that moment, chose the path that we were willing to walk and embark on. That's yeah. so cool. So, All right, I got to know about this tweet. What you do? <laughs> what, well, can, can you tell us what the tweet yeah, is? Uh, yeah, let's hear about this and tweet. The, his comment? The, the rabbit. Um, so I, I don't entirely remember her oh, tweet. I remember. Well, indulge. <laughs> okay, so it was spring, and I literally tweeted, rabbit, rabbit, happy spring. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> so this adds into the synchronicity as well, because um, I was with my dad at the time at his friend's house in Gilbert, Arizona, which is right by Phoenix. Um, and Alexis being from there, she was actually supposed to be there at the same time that I came across her tweet. It was through an astrologer. Yes, Alexis is my birth name. Iris is my Reiki name, which I'll get into. Go on. Okay. No, you're fine. It's something that I don't really use. Because I feel like I've been merging back with my name. Like Iris and Alexis have been merging, but go on. We'll digress on that another moment. So anyways, um, I'm out in the backyard at my dad's friend's house and you know they have a nice yard and then i see this rabbit statue right there you know so i take a picture of it and it's like there's a rabbit staring me right in the eyes right now you know so you can't deny that <laughs> i can't deny synchronicities okay i my foundational blueprint for my spirituality is the alchemist and the alchemist basically tells you like, it's a book, if you don't know, hopefully you do, um, by Paulo Coelho. I don't know if I say his name right, but. I've um, heard of it. I've never read it. My foundation is that book and that book. Oh, it's amazing. You have to read it. <laughs> okay. I would really highly suggest you read it All right. or listen to it on audiobook. Okay. Um, the alchemist basically We just, we just lost them. We just lose everybody. Uh oh. We just lost them. We'll get them back. Here we go. Oh, we see you again. Yep. We lost you for a second. That was that was weird. Was that us or that was probably us? Yeah, we're out. We're out in the uh, Tahoe National Forest, basically. So we got. The satellite internet here. Ah, uh, uh, no okay. worries. Okay. If you um, need to shut the video off, 
um, to keep a better connection, then feel free, whatever you guys got to do. Yeah. Thank you. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. We need to run now. So the alchemist, um, the alchemist basically lays out that, you know, synchronicities are a sign from God to follow. Mm -hmm. And by following the synchronicities, you'll never go wrong. You'll always end up in the right place. So I read that book when I was 18 and it absolutely became the core foundation of what I believed in. Uh, And I've read it multiple times over and it just keeps unraveling, but I couldn't deny the synchronicity in his response. So I was like, okay, I'll give this guy uh, a time of day. Yeah. (laughs) I'll pick his brain. He's worthy. (laughs) Exactly that. So thank you for asking because that's such a great question. (laughs) Well, you said I bet you guys bet on Twitter and and, and everything. I'm like, I got to know, like, what was the tweet? (laughs) Like, what was this about? Yeah, that's awesome. It was just about rabbits. So it's really funny because now like rabbits are a very important sign in our relationship. Um, And I find that, you know, when rabbits are around, they're really guiding us like back into a deepening with each other. So it's really beautiful you asked because it's actually like a, a big magical component in our relationship. Yeah, for sure. And the symbolism, you know. Mm-hmm. They're, they're very agile, quick-witted, you know, also the fertility to, you know, having children. That's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I could really dive into that even deeper by, you know, explaining that. I Please. still wasn't sold with RJ right away. So I did a, a medicine journey um, and I asked Spirit, you know, why RJ and I were connecting Um I was in a deep spiritual celibacy because I had, you know, committed myself to my path. So when I did this journey, spirit showed me our son and uh, continued to drop different dreams into my consciousness of our son's emergence in our life. So without actually that symbol of fertility, I feel like, you know, it, it was all just one giant spiral for me. Mm-hmm. Did I tell you about the vision of the baby or did I keep that to myself when, when, when I had it? Uh, eventually, I think eventually you told me about it. Oh, yes. Because I had a dream about the burning bush in Sedona. <laughs> yeah. We were camping out in Sedona and she had this magical dream. She is, she's definitely like a, a prophetic visionary dreamer. And we've, we've tested it out with my mom. It's long story, but it's like, whoa, you know. <laughs> that is so good. I want to hear this story, like, yeah. if you don't mind. Do you, do you mind sharing? Okay, so if, yeah, if you don't mind sharing. So my mom bought this bed and set it up in the guest room. And we started visiting there a little more frequently. And we'd sleep in this bed. I so, loved this bed. It was a pretty comfy bed. Let me tell you, that's an important part of this piece. I was like in love with this bed. So, and plus we, you know, we did meditation, prayer, uh, mm-hmm. and all that in the room. Can I say and we did magical sex? We had, we had magical sex as well. And Okay. Know. I, I so, have to so ask, not much sleeping it, going did on. Did it feel there. weird having sex in a room with your mom in the other room close by? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, for sure. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I was like, I can well, only imagine. It's like the slightest little squeak and you're like, shh. <laughs> yeah. So back Tremendous. to the story. Yes. So we, we had found a, a farm set up in, uh, outside of Nevada city in North San Juan. So we had moved up there. And so my mom would start in the middle of the night, like every once in a while, uh, like maybe Sleeping in that bed. once or twice a month, maybe three times she would go and sleep in that bed. And then Alexis would dream about my mom. Like she would have every time like, so we started catching on to the pattern because we, my mom is we talked to my mom about you know the dreams and stuff like that i would have like really intense dreams about his mom like i would be i remember very vividly the first real dream i had where i was like oh my god your mom sleeping in that bed <laughs> because i had this dream i was in school and she was berating me that i like wasn't doing enough studying or like i wasn't like learning enough and i could just feel her, her like inner uh, tension, if you will. So I, I remember like asking RJ, like, can you ask your mom if she's been sleeping in that bed and if she's okay? Because like she's yelling at me in my dreams yeah. that I need her to stop. Like, why are you yelling at me? You hating on me today or what? <laughs> <laughs> so that's what was like, yeah, it's for sure. You know. Mm -hmm. What did your mom think, think about that, RJ? She was, she was, uh, she was open to it, but uh, she was a little, I don't know. She, she laughed like more than anything, you know, the little, little guy just woke up. Okay. So she's going to him right now. Um, do you want to tell us? Yeah, she was, she was open to it. Yeah. I was going to say, do you want to tell us about your background? Sure. Um, my background, I've been immersed in studying health and wellness for the past 10 years. Um, uh, I'm an Institute of N Integrative Nutrition health coach. I do a QRA, which is a quantum reflex analysis um, healing modality, which, which is based in... Uh, kinesiology it uses a muscle testing technique to determine what organs are are weak or what emotions or thought patterns are that that, that need work on um and stuff like that i also i also work on people's land and homes specifically lately it's been helping people design and build their homesteads and upgrade farms. Um, but I also do the spiritual component behind that as well as uh, healing the land as well. Working if there's disturbed spirits or balancing the energy through different different techniques. Um, so that's that's what I've been really immersed in. And I'm actually a few years into uh, Taoist alchemy. So working as a 
a spiritual healer through that as well as um, the martial arts component. So that's that's awesome. That's pretty awesome life to live, and I'm grateful to <laughs> do what I do. That's so awesome. Kind of breeze over the Dallas company. Yeah, that's that's really like totally upgraded and changed my life beyond beyond anything. Um, it's caused me to face fears. Um, I would say the most important thing is is for us as humans to find out our weakness and really mm-hmm. dive into that. Um, if we want to, if we want to make it if we want to move the needle in the right direction, you know, we might not be able to make the perfect world in our lifetime, but we can for sure move the needle in the right direction for, for our lineage, for our children. I love that you said that because, you know, I'm, I'm a hypnotherapist and one of the biggest issues is like people are afraid to do that work because it is, it's hard work and it's Mm -hmm. tough to face those things about yourself that, you don't want to look at. And so I think when other people hear like that's that's the stuff that you need to do and they get it and they're told in an encouraging way, a positive way, mm-hmm. like, yes, it's hard work, but this is how we heal. This is how we help our future and our children and ourselves and our ancestors. I Personally, I take it like that's like that's the positive encouragement that hopefully will help people do that as time goes on because I know the hard work that it is and I think anyone doing any kind of shadow work who's in it it's so ugly and then it's like yes I've done it and then it's like okay now I'm at a new level oh great now there's more work to do so it never quite seems to like (laughs) go away there's always something it's just at different levels so I love and I think that's the the beautiful part of it yeah because if you know if it was like Oh, I've done I've done everything there is to do to heal and upgrade and you know and level up to different dimensions if you will of existence uh, life would just be like there would be an end a point you know which is not how creation the universe works you know it's a it's a cyclical thing right yes it's, it's not linear it's not a linear start and end you know Exactly. And I think, oh, go on. No, I was just going to say it's not linear. And I think that's the problem with the, like Iris and I, you know, together have talked about the programming that we receive, you know, as children and we, you know, everything's linear and that's not the case. And I think it's just the way that a lot of children are brought up and raised and educated where they get that concept in their mind. And that's why it's that much more difficult to kind of deprogram and realize that, oh, wait, it's not this way. It's this way. Sorry, go on, Iris. I was just going to say that um, I feel like, you know, you do your shadow work best in relation to each other. So, you know, RJ and I coming together really was a catalyst for a lot of, you know, traumas or conflicts or dramas within our lives to be revealed. And, um, you know, especially with uh, alchemy and (laughs) um, reverence and, you know, divine devotion, if you will, like you really have to peel back those layers of self 
to be um, a good, I don't even want to use the word good, but, you know, to be a clear channel for people to rely on you in that work. Yeah. So, um, you know, RJ and I coming together really showed so much of the fallacies or the illusions that we believed in um, and were trained and programmed by which is so funny because you asked about, you know, RJ's mom, how she handled um, the dreams. And it, I think that my relationship to RJ was actually really triggering in the beginning because yeah. I have been an Oracle priestess for, since I can remember. Um, Monique, I don't read cards. I don't feel like in the same way you do. I've, I've typically used cards, but I have this very like psychic channel that's active and you know constantly channeling through me and so um when we first got together <laughs> his mom thought I was a witch <laughs> yeah totally um and like I, some dark you know dark sorceress it's like know? that old school mentality <laughs> right and so you know the first night I or the first time I spent the night at her house I actually did a morning spread like what's my message for the day and his mom was like devil work well she was raised <laughs> you know like in the south she was born in freeport texas so there's southern baptist uh pretty dominant uh. down in that area in church of christ so she was brought up um very structured in that in that regard um so, you know, fast forward to this instant, it was, she was like holding her tongue, you know, because my best <laughs> friend was there at the time and uh, Iris was outside and we were inside and my mom was like, should I say anything to her? You know, duh, duh, duh. <laughs> yeah. it's, you know, and my, my buddy Salo kind of calmed her down and said, hi, you know, duh, it's, it's not, you know, anything bad. And then, then she opened up to it and like, I don't know, it was probably like a month and a half or so ago, she went to get these facials, right? <laughs> and the lady there, she uses sound bowls and, you know, all that. And then at the end, she offers to do a, a spread, a card spread for, for her clients. And, and my mom was talking about it before. She's like, I don't think I'm going to do it. <laughs> and then after you know, and we talked to her after and she ended up doing it, you know, and she's like, wow, you know, that's, that's actually pretty, pretty interesting, but I don't know about it. You know, I'm still kind of digesting it, but, you know, but at least she's funny. open and, and that's good. Yeah. 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 So, you know, the dreams were not the craziest part because I think, I think they actually helped her, you know, access this truth that, psychicism or divinatory arts aren't necessarily evil uh, because I'd always have messages for her when I, you know, dreamt of her and she received them. I, she never, <laughs> I wouldn't say it was like a thank you, but she would be like, Oh, hmm, okay. And I think she actually took the time to process. Um, so I don't know how that ended up being with the Taoist mysticism. Oh, I, you know, I want to, I wanted to touch on just the programming of like, you know, coming out as a Taoist mystic or even doing this work uh, because I feel like 
I don't know, sometimes the magical arts bump up against um, the cultural beliefs out there. <laughs> right. Like you have to be this certain ethnicity to to practice a certain uh, tradition mm -hmm. or be a part of a lineage. And like, I think that uh, there's a big uh, shift and uh, integration going right now as a human species to to see the whole uh, to see the whole picture like uh, I like to use the metaphor like a mountain and at the at the peak of the mountain is the divine the source of all and the different traditions are just different trails up the mountain to connect to to the source you know yeah so people are discovering just like what flavor they like you know yeah and works for them and, and you know whether it's old uh, nordic tradition or even even the, the christian mysticism mm -hmm. uh, goes way back and is uh, is far from what we know as christianity today um it's all it's all just good stuff you know yeah I think part of that is, it's like, it's the people. yeah, and and it's the calling that you get. Like, what are you called to? And and not being afraid to follow that, and not worrying about what other people think for following that. Because, you know, I've told Iris before. Alex knows, but you know, when I started reading tarot, just just reading tarot, and now I think most people are like, "What's the big deal?" But you go back twenty years and reading tarot and that's only 20 years ago but the reactions mm -hmm. of just like i was called to these cards and then i get this reaction of people getting freaked out and weirded out and treating me weird because i read cards that were very accurate and they were, mm -hmm. what do you, how did you know that kind of attitude and then it's like oh no i'm i'm, I'm something's wrong with me and all i did was go to what i was called to and it takes yeah. a lot of work to get to the point where either you're naturally like i don't care and you do your thing or you've been nurtured where people encourage you to do that or you're in a position where you have to fight through that and work on that so you can say like no i'm called to this and this is what I'm going to do. And I don't care what other people think. So especially with everything that you both do, I feel like you're breaking these barriers. And by talking about it and letting people know like, hey, by the way, there's all this stuff out here and there's nothing wrong with it. And, you know, it, it's like we can all do this and that's okay. So I love that because, again, growing up with that programming <laughs> – and, and then we talk all the time about the way we're programmed and the way we're lied to and the way we're taught to not do the things that we're called to do. And, and so it's like, I'm just, I'm all like, yeah, like tell us more, yeah. push that boundary. Yeah, it, was, it was definitely challenging for me as well. Um, stepping into, you know, my, my higher calling and, and my work that I'm, that I love, um, because at first, a lot of my family and and close friends like looked at me like I was on the dark side, if you will, you know. Yep. And it was, and it hurt because you know I really I really 
you know, love them all and value them. But after time went by, I, I, I did it discreetly. You know, I didn't want to be like that out in your face and just shocking everybody. And uh, go ahead. What do you have to say? I just want to say I feel like, you know, RJ's skills have been really in the background um, and not in a bad way. Like he does so much magic behind the scenes. I feel like that almost you you honed those skills really well it, yeah. despite like that pushback from your family you know yeah because the the work really doesn't it doesn't really need recognition or mm -hmm. you know i could i could do the same work and you know not be so uh, obnoxious about it if you will yeah you know i could do it with time and space and and still get it done and not have to do all these things on the physical realm and i I want to just like offer the story of the um, garden as a really good example. And that of course touches on organite. So RJ makes really fabulous organite. I'm more of like the visual one and he's the mad scientist. <laughs> but RJ has made organite, I think specifically for like land harmonization. And so, um, he did a project where he built out a food forest um, and placed organite uh, in the ground. We did, we redid the, the whole plumbing and uh, ran, ran a bunch of water lines out. So I was on the excavator. I did all the trench work. And okay. I was like, this is such a great opportunity to place some, you know, powerful earth harmonizers. Like, <laughs> two feet in the earth like right. yes you know yeah those are gonna yeah. be there for probably who knows how long so i laid out a whole grid there mm -hmm. underneath and then backfilled it and then carried on but it turned out to be such a, an amazing uh garden i bet so and the, the first time I walked through it i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you no 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 i'm just oh, i'm yeah. i'm saying i'm like fuck yeah sorry there's a, there's a child yeah. present. The first time I walked Goodness. through it, so we used to live on a community property and we rotated chicken duty and stuff like that. And so I um, did a about 16 months celibacy of cannabis. Um, and this was like the first time I ate an edible after having our son. I think he was like six months old or something. I waited so long. But I ate an edible and I went down to close the chickens and you had to walk through the garden in order to close the chickens. And I remember walking through that garden and just feeling like this immense flood of light in that space. I just felt so, um, so spacious. And I was like, am I just stoned? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> or do I really feel this? But really, you know, cannabis helps me tap into those energies uh -huh. so i went home to rj and i was like wow that garden feels so good and that's when he informed me that he did the grid i never told anyone about it oh uh, wow up until she said that because I, I was like i don't need to brag about it right oh, that, yeah. you know but at this moment now it comes out and it's like a glorious moment you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's I, awesome i love that well, I mean, <laughs> that is awesome i feel like 
sometimes we forget how valuable we are unless someone kind of points it out and says like, oh, that was, you know, wonderful. Thank yeah. you for that. You know, I, I think recognition of one's skills is just as important as like delivering it in a way. Yeah. Um, for sure. So <laughs> I had to just bring that up because, you know, one, organize such a you know powerful tool for land harmonization and also too like i have seen such magic in the background through through just like holding the energetic container in the background yeah uh, you know one of the yeah. things i try to boast about organite that i use as an example um because a lot of people think it's just hooey and, you know, and I'm like, no, like crystals are not metaphysical. It is physical. Like crystals are piezoelectric. It creates energy. They used it for sonar. They use it in watches. Like it is not just some. We wouldn't you know, be on this Zoom call without it. Yes. Right. Without <laughs> crystals. Exactly. And so um, I got some plants some years ago and I put my organite that I made um I just got it from the nursery and I put my organite just next to them. And I took a picture when I got it. And then within less than 24 hours, my plants were just like, like the energy, like they were alive. And I took pictures and I wanted to show that before and after. So people could see like, no, this like life reacts, energy reacts to this. And it's important. And it's not just, like for me, it, it's not just, you know, to help with like EMF or anything like that, but it, it's about the energy from it and how we use it. And, and just mm -hmm. like, I mean, I've told Iris, like I just started making so much of it just because I love it that it was like, oh, I guess I should probably sell some. <laughs> do you sell your organite? Yeah. Do you make it available for people? So you're going to have to give us that information so yeah. people can find it from you and buy it. For oh. sure. And I take, I do custom like requests as well, or like say if someone has a special um, crystal gemstone uh, or mineral or whatever that they want, or, you know, pretty much almost any object you can uh, place it in there. Yeah. Um, and we go, we go a step further. We, we actually open a sacred space and we give, we give offerings, um, to, to the divine and we, we pray and chant as we, as we create these basically alchemical stones, if you will, you know, I love that. Cause yeah. I like when I do it and where we used to live, I kind of have my practice. I'd like, so I would just, sit with my trees and, you know, talk to my trees and I give my gratitude and I have like this little ceremony that I do. And then I get into a meditative state and sometimes I don't even know what I'm making. It's just whatever comes. And I was telling Iris the other day how it's like, I'm just in such this deep state. And the next thing I know, there's like animals coming to me and like birds and like all these creatures like around me. And it's like, I really, I'm like, oh, whoa, what? <laughs> like, wait a minute. And they're like, oh, hey. But um, it, it's just, yeah. it. for anyone listening, I just want people to realize how powerful energy can be. And the energy, not just from the person creating it, but from the the pieces, the crystals or the, the whatever you're using, 
itself, like that carries energy and then it comes together. So again, like if anyone is interested in Organite, like please, RJ, like give, like after the show, we'll give all the information, like go, go check out his work because I can just feel that energy and I know it's amazing. It's an honor. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, we have some like powerful Reiki ones too. I have a a lightning bolt organite piece that I like cannot part with. Yeah. <laughs> so we've been we've been uh, playing with using different uh, power symbols or talismans, talismans or um, runes. It just all depends on what people want. Like throw the throw the requests i love like good ideas you know but that's that's where we're at that's awesome that's awesome yeah i love it because alex was the one who actually introduced me to organite and alex like i gotta give props to alex because he's the one who allowed me to become who i am like to let that out and show i gave you permission no, you just. <laughs> what do you mean? I allowed you. You gave me a, a safe place to be myself. Yeah. You know, like you let me be me, and you love me for me. Yeah. And I know that sounds like so basic, <laughs> but not everyone has that. Yeah. And um, he was the one who introduced me to organite, and it was again that connection. And again, things happen for a reason. So. Like all, all these different things and the synchronicities that that occur, and then our, you know, I think about like how you know we met and our conversations, and then oh my gosh, you make organite and just the way everything goes about. Like I get so psyched inside because it might seem like a little thing, but to me these are so huge because it's about connection, and I just I just want people to find like you know find their tribe, find their connections. And not to be afraid to like reach out and talk. Like if you didn't comment on her tweet, you know, like what would have happened? Yeah. And it's like, especially now, it's like this is the time to reach out to each other and learn from each other and work with each other. Yeah, so. yeah it, it creates those those subtle energetic changes that are easy to overlook, you know, like because these um, just, you know, ourselves as well, but you know, organize, it's basically like a receiver transmitter of energy. Yeah. And if you think about that, you know, we can, we can program crystals with memory. That's yeah. how we use hard drives. So, um, our goals, um, and our higher, our higher aspirations, uh, connect with these pieces and it sends that out into the quantum field and ripples out. And then different instances pop up or scenarios or situations where like we met on, you know, whatever, or through, you know, through the the, the quantum crystal matrix. Um, So it's easy to look, overlook the, uh, the significance and the, the impact that our, our spirit, the Shen, our mind, um, works with the infinite space of how everything is connected to bring to bring it all together like like an orchestra if you will it's like a beautiful 
masterpiece. It is. And when you were talking about everything being connected, I just want to share. I, I can't remember if I've talked about it on the show. I was, um, when I was learning to be a hypnotherapist, you get hypnotized a lot because, you know, you learn by doing. And so mm. I was hypnotized and I got to, you know, talk to my soul and my soul showed me just the way it was weird. It was almost like a spider web, but I can't, it's hard to explain. It wasn't a spider web, but it was like all these connections to everything and not just people, but everything. Yeah. And, um, almost like a neural network, you know, yeah. all the synapses just like are firing and all, everything is like that on a, like a cosmic. Yes. It was right. so powerful, and that's where it really hit me, the, the true deep connection of everyone and everything, and it really helped me, you know, especially, like, I'm a pretty, like, patient person. I always try to think about other people, where they're coming from, being in their shoes, but it just really, it helped me, like, love more because it was, like, we're all connected, so this person who is just being horrible right now, I still love them because we're connected. We're all part of each other with everyone and everything. And yeah. that's kind of my nice little reminder. It's like, wait, we're all connected. And it's so crazy and insane, but beautiful and awesome. And, you know, it, it gets a little overwhelming to try to talk about it because it's like the feeling you get like being in it, like for me during that hypnosis. Um, but yeah, it's just, we are all connected with everyone and everything. And, um, so again, I just get really psyched talking to other people who know what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that's really important. What you said about, you know, someone could be really, really rude or, um, mean, mean to mean to you and, coming from a place of, of love and compassion because you know even even when you know we're working on something outside and it's not going right and getting all upset when we get upset and anger and all that it contributes contributes it to the quantum field of everything and increases that resonant vibration which can create a snowball effect in other people around us and ultimately globally so that's it's definitely a challenge and a practice but the ability to bounce back from like okay frustrations normal it's human you know anger all that grief or sorrow or worry but the ability to bounce back and into being centered Mm -hmm. uh really really takes the responsibility of creating a, uh, a better field to live in yeah. just for all humans, really. Yeah, and it, it's not easy. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely not easy to do either. Yeah. Like that takes practice, lots of practice. And yep. yeah, but but you're well, right. What I mean, you were speaking on earlier is how, how you, Alex, create created a safe space, uh, non-judgmental, that's like the foundation of what a relationship should be started and based off uh, for any successful relationship, uh, not just between intimate partners, between friends, between uh, colleagues, professionally, you name it. Yeah. You know, that's just, yep. that's the way. Our, th- our thing is that in honesty. Absolutely. Yeah. 
I, I just want to interject too and yeah. say, you know, like RJ created a safe space for me to believe. Um, and, you know, I feel like he's believed in me before <laughs> I believed in myself. Yeah. Um, even in giving birth to our son. Um, for those, you know, who don't know, we had what is considered a free birth. So RJ was my only birth attendant, um, as guided by a And yes, we're talking about you, bud. Um, that he was so like in sync with my body, you know, just really designated magical component because it was so, it was so crazy. Like right before I would go into a, um, or a surge, if you will, RJ would uh, hold me in a, a space where it was like he knew it was coming, and <laughs> well, a lot most of the time I would just lay hands, you know, over her or on her and just support her energy and yeah. pull down divine energy through me into her to support the whole process and not like be freaking out and like I just yeah. like the main thing is just calm, cold, collected, centered, yeah. and just ready to support and just holding down the fort if you will and that's important um, yeah because talking about the quantum field if i'm nervous and mm -hmm. like oh i don't know we might then that's gonna change the whole environment and it's it could throw the whole situation off you know where no. it could be a traumatic event absolutely because um one of the things, so I used to work in veterinary medicine and then I um, worked at an OBGYN and it was like animals, babies, people, they all pick up on your energy and they just don't necessarily realize that's what it is. So when you're freaked out and you have a child or an animal, they pick up on that energy and they freak out. So, I mean, just on that basic level, it's like, yeah, when you remain calm and you're being there and you're supportive and you're listening and you're just kind of going with the flow and just being there and being supportive. That is huge, especially, you know, for a mom in labor because of, you know, especially a first time mom in labor because there's yeah. so much going on with your body and then your mind. And that support is so important. So I just love that you guys had that free birth and you were there and just in tune with her and helping her and guiding her. That's so incredible. Like that's, that's where I'd like to see like society go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's so like, we're going to get back to yeah. that. That's awesome though. Congrats to you too. I mean, that's just, wow. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, I think it is. And I think that, you know, the, the women who are choosing to have a free birth or are choosing to have an autonomous birth with, a birth witness or you know birth support <laughs> are recreating the reality that we're living in and also you know are really paving the way for other women to feel confident in their ability yeah. he's got a lot to say about it too. Yeah. <laughs> you, you you talk you all you us. need to buddy he's so great that. <laughs> that's awesome He's so grateful that we listened to his wishes, you know? Yeah. And that we, we were strong enough to do that, you know, not just physically, but, you know, mentally. Because yeah. there was definitely a lot of people in our life that were, like, freaked out 
and it could have been so easy to just take oh. on take on their fear i had yeah. a lot of those thoughts but as i stated before you know in this journey so when rj and i met and i did my medicine journey they showed me his face and then like three weeks later i received a dream of our birth which was a free birth and so i just let that fucking dream guide me yeah. <laughs> because yeah. i was like my dreams have have always been accurate my dreams have always been um you know psychic in nature and i'm a community dreamer so i dream of other people too i, mm-hmm. I dream of of messages for them and insights and inspirations um, but they've never been wrong so i knew with my heart in my deepest cell of my body that i was meant to give birth this way and it's really hard to explain that to you know the people that are in this physical reality yeah. that i'm being guided by a dream yeah so I let that dream just really guide me and we took some really radical steps along the way to really just be in it but I I feel like you know this is where at least I'm going in my work my work is going to be really about helping women reclaim you know their initiations yeah. if you will and birth is like the biggest initiation that we can have yeah um and as rj rj uh you know said that he was a health coach and he was my he was like my doctor if yeah. you will <laughs> you know he would muscle test me if i needed certain supplements um he we would emotional work work yeah. on beliefs and fears and all that because mm-hmm. that'll that can turn things wonky if you don't even believe in yourself yeah right that's, that's a you gotta work on that quick <laughs> yeah. right yeah he made sure that i was nutritionally taken care of and so i feel like i received kind of this like blueprint that was available yeah. to you know us before we were kind of modernized by allopathy if you mm-hmm. will where like, you know, someone helped support our body, our mind, our spirit during pregnancy. So then birth was just like, I don't want to say effortless in in the sense of like, you know, downplaying the whirlwind that is contractions and that is surges and that is pain. I had back labor for over 23 hours. So I knew pain, but I feel like the preparation and the, the connection to my body just taught me that I could handle all of that and there was no need to fear. Yeah. So the point of all this is that I'm really moving into, you know, supporting this work and I feel that, you know, it's part of RJ's gifts to do this as well. Um, fertility work in both men and women and then Yeah. <sighs> <to> just <laughs> You guys are, are I, I know the little one's right there, but you guys are badasses. Are. I, I mean, really, because I, I could just imagine the the type of stuff you were hearing from people that were maybe trying to talk you out of it or telling you why you shouldn't. And just the fact that you mm-hmm. both were, you know, you supported each other and you stayed strong and firm and held in your beliefs. And obviously you were right. Everybody else, you know, it, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. And I, I try to tell that, like, to our children, for example. Like, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. As long as you believe in yourself mm-hmm. and you feel in your heart that you're right, you are. 
you know and, and, and so again yeah just kudos to you guys by the divine yeah like no no questions about it you know we knew what that we were supported by higher forces and i i kind of lied to people also i will say that honestly i did tell people that i had help um that i had it covered i didn't necessarily say (laughs) i have a midwife but i said i have it covered yeah. yeah, which yeah. in a way is kind of a lie, kind of the truth. <laughs> but you, you know, yeah. sometimes you have to do that to get people uh, off your back. Yeah, literally right? what I was yeah. going to say. Yeah, yeah. It, it was like, yeah, defense of, you know, kind of neutralizing that situation. Right. Because yeah. you guys have to protect yourselves, too, from that. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So it's even like, um, you know, I, I did kind of lie to my dad and tell him I had help and it was going to be okay. And then when we had him, I, we called him and he heard the whole story and he was like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, kudos to you guys. There you <laughs> go. Yeah. I thought you would make me die. <laughs> like, dad, <laughs> Have a little faith. People, yeah. <laughs> I really, one thing is that people do not die that often as we think about it mm-hmm. in birth. It is a natural part of it, mm-hmm. sure, but I don't think that people are dying as often as we seem to think that they're dying. Yeah, yes. the perception. Mm-hmm. So yeah. one is that, and two, I also made peace with either giving birth to a stillborn or to even losing my own life, which sounds really crazy to say out loud when I tell people that, but it's true. You cannot go into this with a fear or an like an attachment. Yeah. Yes, physical body. Yeah, maybe that sounds crazy to say, but we have to make peace with the fact that death is a part of birth, even Mm -hmm. if it's not a physical death. Yeah. So I made peace with all of this before we went into birth. And, you know, through birth, I was like, this shit is wild. (laughs) I think I might die. (laughs) It'd be really nice if someone could stab me at this point. I remember telling our I don't want to do this. Yeah, I don't want to do this. And then, of course, the baby comes like yeah. 30 minutes later. <laughs> Transition, right? So um, through that, I, I just had an even deep, deeper connection to RJ and his work and wanting to work together with him uh, because I, I really saw the magic and synergy, you know, that we could create. Yeah. So again, the whole point of all this is that um, if it's any consolation, I plan on moving the needle towards, you know, home birth and supporting women in feeling you know healthy in their bodies healthy in their minds and healthy in their spirits to give birth on their own terms whether that be free birth or with a you know authentic uh birth keeper Uh um and rj is a major part of that i feel like yeah for sure he he has so much wisdom both for the men because you know the father is so important to the whole like birth environment and also pregnancy that he could really you know hold men in this space of like dude this is kind of what you're looking at here and this is how we get through it this is how we face our shit through it if you will i mean when you think about like how taboo it kind of is with men and being with the birth of their child back in like the 50s it's like men weren't even allowed in the hospital and oh. oh go on no no i was just gonna say my dad told rj i could never see my woman like that 
Wow. Like, what? You wouldn't want to see that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he kind of said it like jokingly. He's, he's, he's a funny guy. Love the guy. You know? My dad is really heart-centered, but even that, he was like, oh, man, I don't think I could do that. <laughs> but it's so like, like yeah. when I had our, our, our boys, it was like he was there with me and he was my support. And there were times where it was like, it's like I get in a position and try to like move a certain way to get, and I'm like, okay, no, this isn't working. I do it for like three seconds. Okay, I go try something else. Okay, okay, this isn't working. But he was like, okay, whatever you need. Like, even though like after like a few moments, I was like, no, okay, not working. And just trying to like find some kind of comfort, him being there helped comfort me. And, you know, him being able to watch the birth of our children, there's always, again, the programming, the worrying, like, is he going to think different of me? Is he going to see everything down there and be repulsed? Um, and then to see, you know, him crying. Yeah, it was beautiful. I'm I, I never ashamed to admit that I cried. It was awesome. It was like just such an like overcome with emotion, you know? Yeah. It's like the, the, when they say the miracle of life. Well, yeah, because that's what it is. It's, it's, I, I, I mean, in the presence of that, there's like this amazing being, like literally straight from the divine that should have, it should move you yeah. in a miraculous way. And I definitely, he came out, he, he came out flying and saw, <laughs> it was, it's like, it's a boy. And I just break out in tears and just start, you know, just letting it just, this, yeah. that soul coming out. You know, just, yeah amazing yeah yeah and i'll never forget like when you know he was crowning and i reached my hand down and placed my hand on the head and i looked at rj and my eyes were really big and i was like his head i can feel his head and i'll never forget <laughs> rj just staring back at me like his whole life had made sense like everything had all been figured out in that moment and he shared that like bliss yeah. with me you know? like, oh right there you're doing so great all right, take a second, breathe, get some nice oxygen into your system. And then, you know, and then a couple moments went by and I know I moved around the back to to catch him. And we were on, I actually set up a whole setup on our bed mm -hmm. um, with like layers of towels and whatnot. A blanket and, for me. For warm. Yeah. So then he, he came out like, no a rocket ship yeah it was like a rocket <laughs> ship once his head passed it was just like yep, <laughs> yeah i was like oh my gosh because i was trying to catch him he just popped out right on the bed you know <laughs> just all cozy and they're slippery too when they come out oh, yeah. i really feel like birth brings couples closer together when the father is a part of the birth like it, that's when you really get to see like why the masculine and feminine dance the way they do you know because like dads really hold this rock star container for moms to just spiral out in yeah. birth you know to get in that trance like state you know yeah it feels you have to be feel safe in order to get that trance like state yeah that allows the process to happen yeah so i just i feel like dads are such an integral part of the birth dance and if they're there and in reverence of the you know open yoni the open womb it like creates an even deeper relationship 
for each other because like yeah seeing all that stuff happen reminds you just how fucking miraculous your woman is yeah. <laughs> oh yeah it's impressive oh, yeah, yeah sure is oh yeah yeah because i mean like <laughs> she she did the uh the you didn't have natural any birth, yeah. na- totally natural birth and everything and i was just like wow it was yeah i mean just the the you know obviously we hear the stories every you know any woman that's given birth we heard from our parents you know you hear how how long they were in labor for how painful it is you always hear this stuff but then when you're like up closer that you witness it and you're just like wow you're right it it i think i mean i definitely gained a new respect for my wife more than i already had which i didn't think was possible but then just witnessing it and then not once but you know two times you know we have two children together and it's just like the fact that she did that, it's like, of course I'm going to be right there supporting her, you know? It like, <laughs> it, I, I find it amazing that there's actually people out there that, that don't do that. I, to me, I don't get that. That doesn't make sense to me. I look at it like a child is brought by the two coming together. Yeah. It, it goes in. It's created <laughs> by the two coming together. No pun intended. But, yeah, you know... Yeah, but it's like when the child's ready to come, it's like be all together. It's that family unit you're creating and receiving and you're being together. So I think it's really important. But I I think, you know, having gone from a previous relationship and a previous marriage and having a birth in such a chaotic way and not having the support, that's really hard. And... To then, you know, find your person and the person that allows you to be who you are and allows you to feel free and comfortable. And then to have a child and just feel so like, even though, yeah, you're in pain, but to feel that that support and that comfort is like, that's what it's about. And it's like, that's what we as, you know, people and couples and partners should be experiencing together. But it gets kind of overlooked by a lot of other things right rj was married before me and you know experienced that like you know what it what it is to be out of alignment and to not be able to you know have the magic and so i feel like i don't know where i was going with that but i think that you know being able to come together and just do like this magical work together is really a a high honor (laughs) for both of us and it's like it key, I feel like, at least for me, even though I'm a bit of a runner, Archie will tell you I'm a bit of a runner. Um, I have a tendency to run when I'm feeling extremely, you know, overwhelmed. But I keep coming back to this like sense of integrity, um, in terms of just the magic that can really happen between two people when they are really in love with each other, and really like working towards their best selves together yeah he he pushes me yeah he inspires me and it's little stupid stuff like being outside and shoveling and it's like I want to give up because it's like I'm almost there I'm almost done and I'm so tired and my body just wants to give out because I've been working so hard and then I just think like but I've come this far because I think about Alex and the way he inspires me and the way he pushes himself. And it's like, yeah, it's like this great inspiration. It's like 
and he doesn't even realize it, you know, <laughs> but it, again, it's yeah. just those things that we pick up without noticing, like you were saying, you know, the work that RJ's done in the background and, you know, it does receive recognition and that's important to point that stuff out. Yeah. I think, I think the thing that like, like when we're talking about recognition and stuff like that, like uh, me, for example, I don't do things because I want the recognition, but it does feel nice when you get it, you know, it, it's, it, it's definitely appreciated. And it, it almost kind of, uh, uh, I guess, using the cup analogy, like you're taking out of your cup and you're giving to everybody else and you're doing all these things. And then, like, for me, filling my cup is when you get that recognition. I don't need it necessarily, but, man, it feels good to get it. And it just gives you, <laughs> okay, uh, it just gives you more fuel, more more energy to continue putting out what you're, you know, and doing what you're doing. You know, I feel like as a as a consciousness, like I've been really working on just saying all the stuff that I love out loud because it's so easy for us to, you know, especially with children around, like it's so easy for us to just get into the mundane or the like, oh, the routine, I'm you like, know. Oh, dang, I gotta do this. Oh, dang, this happened. Oh, oh no. Come on, dog. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but I've been really working on reorienting myself to, you know, just like, again, stating out loud what I'm so grateful for in this relationship and this magic and this, you know, partnership, because I really feel like when you're, you know, in union with someone else working towards your divine goals, like it's way more than just a romantic relationship. It's like a I guess, of course, it's a life partnership, but it is well, like, like an active. It's more spiritual. It's more soul, soul contract, uh, if you will, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rather than just like on the physical, you know. I am. Um, well, exactly. And so, like, I, I question, you know, and you guys might know this, but were you together in past lives? Were you, did you have history in past lives? So so funny i had um a flash that you might ask this a couple days ago so i've actually been thinking about this <laughs> um i don't know if rj has ever connected to them but from what i gathered in ceremony <laughs> and in meditation uh we have been near each other but not allowed to be in romantic partnership since like like the fall of Atlantis wow so our last from what I gathered in my ceremonies I saw that our last life in like a sexual union if you will was in Atlantis and then ever since then we've been kind of coming together as um brother and sister or family to to like learn these lessons so it when I first met him it felt really wrong to be in a relationship with him and that's why I did some of that searching and I found that but I don't know if I've ever told you about that or if you've ever talked about it because RJ doesn't strike me as the type is very interested in this <laughs> yeah I mean it's uh that's the first I've heard of that but uh yeah that past lives um to me it's 
very, I don't know. I don't want to say, I don't want to use the word entertaining, but I mean, you could definitely gain wisdom from it, from past life, uh, visualizations and, and memories, but it's just not something I resonate with to search for. And maybe like in my soul and my spirit, I've felt like something has been shrouded or uh, withheld from knowing for a good reason. So I've just respected that and I'm here, you know, because it, I could be like a new soul. I've never had any past life before. And I'm, I'm straight from the, the press, if you yeah. will. But which some have told me that I am I that. that. Um, but it didn't, it didn't resonate with me. Okay. So I feel like there's something else going on that I am not ready to know. And I respect that because uh, I think that's important. Oh, sorry. I, I feel like that's important to recognize that it's not coming forward for a reason and to respect that because I feel like when you push when it's not time, that's where you can start having issues. And so like, yeah, you saying that I, I, I respect the hell out of that because it's hard for some people because yeah. their curiosity. But then we can just, it's, then it's kind of gets into a, a, a realm of like, using the analytical mind to make up things yeah and pick out things that maybe there's there's parts that are there that may be true mm -hmm. but then you know the, the that monkey mind if you will yeah. start making things up so we'll see yeah, yeah. I, I totally People read that always been very I, I, I'm sorry. No, I, uh, I, and what you're saying, RJ, that's like, it's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's uh, like, like for me with the past life stuff, like I've thought about it, but I, I, at the same time, I didn't know if I've had a past life. I've never had like that. Like you always talk about deja vu. I've never had it. I don't know what it feels like. Um, and I don't know if that means I've never had a past life or whatever, but it's just kind of one of those things like, I have questions and I've I've entertained the thought. So when you said it's kind of more entertaining, that kind of, it made sense because it's like I've never really pushed for you to do that with me. Okay. I've I've asked you to hypnotize me and I, and and you've done it in a couple times and stuff, but I've never at really pushed that. Okay. And I don't know if it's cuz I I just don't want to know if I'm not supposed to know like like you said, but it's kind of one of those like I'm okay if I if I did have a past life or lives and, and if I don't know about it, I'm okay with it. It's not going to eat at me or anything. Yeah. And I've never felt the need to like even ask you, which is. Yeah. It, yeah. That's, it's, it's just funny now that it's we're It's kind of funny now you. that we're actually talking about it. Yeah. Well, the, you know, the past lives. Oh, I forgot the one as the rock. Um, the, the spontaneous recollections of our past lives have always been very like you know, short and brief, which is why when someone told him that he was a new soul, I, I really had to laugh because I was like, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I hate to say it like that, but 
<clears throat> I have seen us at very specific points in time. So in these visions that I have received, you know, from spirit, they have shown us <clears throat> like the, the creation of our soul together. And then <clears throat> they have shown us of the, they showed me the, the, the random connections that we had together, which one of them actually included being a cliffside, which sounds really crazy. So, of course, RJs might not remember being a freaking cliffside. <laughs> I saw, you know, the waters uh, hitting against the cliff, and I could feel us in that. It's hard to explain in words, but I was shown, like, these very, you know, po- points, poignant points in time where we were interconnected but not together. Mm-hmm. And one of them, you know, happened to be extremely random when I was actually driving to Arizona I was driving through New Mexico and I saw us in the hill, like up in the hill. And we were, we were together, but not romantic. We were brother and sister and we were, um, we were basically like hunters okay. doing, uh, we were like sc- basically scouting for the next space we were going to go into. And that's, a, that's been it. That have been the only lives that I have seen, which were very ancient feeling. You know, and so we haven't come together in a very long time. And I think that we narrowly missed coming together. In this yeah. Time. yeah. <laughs> I want to ask your thoughts. So oh, I, go, go on. Oh, no, you oh, can go no, on. Go ahead. No, no, finish, because I just want to ask I your thoughts about dreams. I, um, I just feel like, you know, RJ has been really connected to his ancestry more than anything else. Uh, which I really love for him because I'm this like psychic woo-woo one and he's the very grounded like blood lineage ancestral gifts type of person so which is awesome just I I feel like he really yeah I was gonna say you complement each other very well complement each other well yeah (laughs) (laughs) he's so cute he's so stinking cute um so you know one of the things <laughs> One of the things we have a little bit of like a delay, so it's like it sounds like oh okay I can talk, and then it's like oh no I can't, so I apologize. Um, one of the things that I started wondering because I dream, I'm I have very intense dreams, I lucid dream, I have dreams where you know it happens, and sometimes I'll have a dream where there's somebody, and it's like I feel a very deep connection with them, and it's like well it's weird because I don't know this person, but. I wonder, did I know them in a past life? And is it a past life memories of people in past lives and experiences coming in dreams in a more modern way? And I just wanted your opinion or your thoughts on that. I would say definitely. Um, My one question would be, are you in the current body that you're in now? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. And so when you meet them, you feel like you recognize them. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. So my belief is that we're all reincarnated with a soul cluster. Mm -hmm. So we all have people that we're interconnected to on a soul level between all time and space. And this cluster keeps reincarnating over and over. Um, Sense8 does a really good job at showing that. Uh, and so does, um, oh, I can't, it'll come back to me. 
there's another show that show like portrays this really well but I feel like you know if you're a very active dreamer you are connected to these multi-dimensional parts of your soul that are always trying to reveal itself and see so the interesting thing about dreams is that if you can get past your layer of what I'll call the repressed subconscious, you can actually access all of your psychic gifts in your dreams. But so many people don't slow down enough to listen to their subconscious in order to access their psychic gifts. Mm -hmm. So absolutely, you can, I, I always encourage you or anyone that's doing dream work to trust the first initial feelings that come through in the dream time. And if you're tapped in well enough, you'll know exactly what is going on in there. Sorry, baby in the heater. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yes, I would say yes. And I, I feel like, you know, people really reach out to you in dreams not necessarily before, but in order to make contact with you mm -hmm. uh, on a soul level. Does that make sense? No, it, it does. And I'm, I agree because I also feel like, yes, we have those that we're connected to, like our soul families, and they might not be in this life, but it's still that connection um, to that being, to that soul. So uh, yeah, I, I do agree with you. And I was just, I was curious what you guys thought. Um, and you do a lot of dream work. And can you just tell the, the hearers and watchers about some of the stuff that you do? Yes. Um, oh, where do I even begin with dream work? <laughs> I, oh, it's such a large scope. Um, I have been a psychic dreamer since I can remember. So I was a little tiny person. And um, my dreams have eventually just kind of like folded back and showed me more. So one, I'm a community dreamer which is really actually spontaneous and not always so useful, if you will, <laughs> because it <laughs> happens like randomly. Um, I dream about other people and like things that they need to know mm. in order to like make certain choices in their life, which sounds really crazy. Um, when I think about it, it seems like a lot of responsibility from the universe, but I just let it through. Um, and I, I can remote view in my dreams. So spirit always shows me um, what needs to be talked about between people. So here's one poignant example. I had a friend who was looking for her dream house and um, it was off market. Someone had put a bid, in it, bid on it. And I had a dream that night that she was going to move in. And I knew nothing about this, really. I knew that she was looking for houses, but I didn't know that she was looking for this specific house. And so I saw the layout of the house. I could tell you, like, how you got in the house, what the, what the inside of the house looked like. And um, I've been a psychic dreamer, dreamer for her for many moons. So when I called her and I told her, I said, 
you know, you're going to get this house. Or, I had this dream that you got this house. That's what I said. She said, do you think I can get it? And that question really scared me. But I, I tuned in and I put my hand on my heart and I asked Spirit. I said, "Do I, what I tell her? Because I can't say yes or no for my own consciousness. Yeah. <laughs> right. I asked Spirit, you know, what do I And Spirit said, tell her yes. And I was like, oh, fuck, okay. So I told her yes. And um, a couple weeks later, I called. She actually called me, I think, and she told me the whole story. So the house had gone off market. It had three counter bids you know, following bids. And um, my friend called her real estate agent and told her that the house was going to fall off market and was going to be hers. And she, t- she told me the real estate agent thought she was crazy. And she was like, no, my psychic friend dreamt it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the house ended up falling off the market. And because she had told, you know, her real estate agent to put a bid, the bid in that was yeah. going to get the house, she ended up getting the house. That's awesome. Wow. (laughs) That's one really crazy example to like give some psychic dreaming. But my, my other gift in dreams is Reiki, which sounds really crazy. Also, um, I can't, I've been thinking about this a lot because I can't necessarily explain it to people like from the outside without being prompted, if you will. So like asking these questions helped me kind of, you know, peel these layers back. But when I went to Peru in 2019, I received an activation and I started, and by activation, I mean like a a psychic activation Uh from, you know, the quantum frequency that exists in Peru. Um, I started doing reiki in my sleep and it actually started with an exorcism so i had a dream of a girl who like had a it sounds really crazy a demon inside of her and i had to extract it for a bunch of people like i was teaching them how to do it and then from there i just started dreaming of people and doing reiki on them and i would always text them and ask like the next morning like hey what happened in your dreams and very specifically i had a dream where I was doing work on this girl and um, I was just focusing really heavy on her heart. Like she had grief, there was sadness, there was wounds that were coming forward and it was just really heart centered. And so I, I messaged her the next morning and she told me like, I was having these really heartbreaking dreams, but I kept feeling held in them. So it was just so interesting because <laughs> I, do sleep reiki (laughs) which does not help my sleep at all (laughs) (laughs) that's so Uh, incredible it's it's a little like i said before it almost feels like a a big responsibility from the universe if you will but i also find it to be a little bit spontaneous uh i could i think if i wanted to i could navigate it to be a little more like if I set the intention for bed it would probably be a little more organized mm. but I allow it right now just to be spontaneous yeah um and as I was telling you Monique uh you know the the dreamscape is such a lucid space that um 
RJ could tell you more about the hum and how it traveled in your sleep. This is a Taoist practice as well, but you can access, you know, these, these multidimensional parts of yourself. And in the dreamscape, you're very open energetically to different things that are going, not are going to happen, but are happening to your soul. So that's kind of the work that I do in dreams, but I really, um, I feel deeply inclined with helping people connect to their subconscious um, and really using dreams to navigate their soul's innermost desires. Because I don't think that everyone is a psychic dreamer in the sense, in the sense that I am or a Reiki, you know, dreamer, if you will. But I know without a doubt that everyone has the ability to access their soul's innermost knowing through the dream time. So I feel really deeply inspired to help people peel back those layers that stop them from connecting to their soul's desires. I love or their that. their soul's like innermost knowings. That, that, and again, it's important work that so many people don't think of. And they think, oh, I just go to sleep and I dream about random stuff. And... <clears throat> not realizing how much we can do in our dreams and how much we can learn from our dreams. When I hypnotize people, um, I'll often tell them like, pay attention to your dreams. Like if you, if you normally don't, uh, I remember after hypnotizing you, Alex, you started having things come up in your dreams that we kind of worked out like, okay, well what's going on? And um, just realizing things about the past Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. yeah. and that, that happened a lot. Yeah, and and one of the things that we came to realize was it during one of your dreams was that um, during a wrestling match, Alex got knocked unconscious, and he actually wrestled the entire match, but had no recollection until he got to the locker room and kind of came out of it. And I did a hypnotherapy session trying to access that, and we were able to get like from what he didn't remember he didn't even remember like going out to the ring. So we got like from him getting to the, the, where the show was and then like going out, being in the ring, getting hit. And he's like, Oh my jaw. And he's remembering, but then there was like a pause and then it came through. Um, I think it was it later in a dream where he realized that while he was unconscious, it was almost like, cause while he was unconscious was actually, he was in the future. And yeah, it wasn't a dream. That actually oh, okay. it happened to me. I was it's so weird and random. I ju- it just came to me in the shower. That's right. I was in the shower. Sorry. Yeah, it just and it, and I'm sitting there. I'm just taking a shower. Water's you know coming down on my head. And because it, that's when it was it just, from stuff from a dream where I was like, go take a shower and cleanse yes, yourself. Yeah, you you yeah you'd recommended I do that. I was like, okay, uh, I'll try it. You know, I I'm open minded to a lot of this stuff, but I don't really I I, I don't practice it or anything like that but i'm open to it all because i've seen for myself you know what you know can happen and so i did what you said and i'm in the shower and then yeah i just realized this is where i was and i like remembered everything it was it was weird it was bizarre so i I called it like me time traveling but it was just very yeah it was just weird because i saw everything that happened uh i saw where i was like i saw myself in my wrestling gear, the way I looked 10 years ago. And, and yeah, it was just, it was crazy. 
That's right, because I told you, take a shower, kind of get into a meditative state, cleanse yourself. And then it was kind of like realizing that he like got knocked out. And then that part we couldn't get during the session was because he was like time traveling somewhere else. And he had to be at that point to remember it. But I mean, like, oh, go ahead. When uh, when instances like that happen uh, every night when we dream, there's a part of our soul. So there's. There's two parts of our soul. There's what's the ethereal soul, which is in the Taoist tradition known as the Hun. And then there's the corporeal soul, which is known as the Po, which is like the survival side. So the Hun is more the the spiritual, the higher self, if you will. So every night when we dream, the Hun leaves the body and it's connected with a cord and it goes into uh, the spiritual dimension, if you will, to do work or to gain understanding or, uh, many reasons. Would you find that that was true? Even like, you know, being knocked unconscious, like, you know, so yeah. So when you get, when you get knocked unconscious, as I've been knocked unconscious once before, uh, when I was like 13, the, the spirit or the, the ethereal soul leaves the body and the same same with the, a coma is more so is the spirit the spirit leaves the body and it can no longer animate the tissues um but this the chi the energy is still in the body um so that that basically just popped that into my head and i was like ah, oh, it makes sense even for a concussion too the yeah. or the ethereal soul can leave the body and gain knowledge, you know, or do work. It, that, I mean, that's, message, that's, 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 that, I mean, you said like, I, I, I came to in the lot. I know I, I was not in my body because when I, when I came to after, you know, whatever, 15 minutes or whatever, I'm sitting down. I didn't feel any pain from anything that had happened. I didn't feel like I had wrestled. I didn't remember anything. I'm looking around at everybody like, what are you all looking at? Everybody's sitting around me concerned. And I'm like, what? What's what's wrong? Well, oh, am I up? Like, I didn't even know that I wrestled. And I got up and behind me, there was a mirror and I saw my hair was all messed up. My chest was all red. I was sweaty. And I'm like, what? What's going on? I was gone. I wasn't and that's what I said even that day. I'm like, I was, I was gone. Like, I wasn't here. I don't know where I was. And, and you could tell, like, when he was, I was wrestling, gone. it's like, you know, what, it, what's the, the body was just like, I, I was, it was going through the motions. Going like, through the motions. But you could Somehow tell, like, my body was doing what it was supposed to do. The lights were on, but nobody was home. I was not there, though. I was gone. So that's the po. That's the part of the, the survival. That makes sense. Survival. So the Po, that part of the soul is still there to protect the body, you know, to fight off or whatever, you know. Yeah, Po is like is like the fight or flight, right? Right. And it's like, you know, when you go, say you're in danger and someone's coming after you and you just turn into a ninja star, that's, you know, the Po, if you will. Um, I don't know why I got so excited. Yeah, so that's that. it's connected. <laughs> the Po is connected to the lungs. Which is why in those situations, respiration kicks up to get more oxygen to the extremities, you know, and you get the sensations in your hands and feet that you know, and time slows down, you know, so 
it's really cool what you know even not just humans but all biology you know has such a resilience you know in extreme conditions it's pretty amazing oh yeah the human consciousness in general is just so incredible what it yeah. does like even the idea of hypnosis to me is incredibly um fascinating because like the one question i always have is like uh especially when you do like a past life regression type of hypnosis like how is that past life receiving you like how are you having this conversation with this past life because right typically in these past life regressions or at least i've heard you know reading books and stuff like that it seems like people actually take on a different speech yes or you know they like you said they you could feel the jaw hurting you can feel the physical experiences of that like it's just so fascinating to think that we can actually connect to these parts of ourselves that yeah. we in a linear time fashion have have almost forgotten yeah or like don't yeah. even believe really exists but then you know alex you're saying oh i i felt the jaw like I yeah that was the pain. yeah it was weird because like I said, he that was night talking like he got hit. Yeah, like I remember being in hypnosis and the whole experience, and I and I remember just all of a sudden my jaw hurting, and, and yeah, I was talking, and I'm and I'm sitting there, and I don't know how that works when you're in hypnosis, but I mean, I remembered everything. That you know, I I still remember the the being in hypnosis and everything. It was just very bizarre because that night, like I said, I felt no pain, none. I came, I, I was knocked out of my body. And then when I came back in, I felt fine. I felt great. Everybody wanted me to go to the hospital, get checked. And I'm like, why? I feel fine. There's nothing wrong with me. I am great. You guys are nuts. Oh I'm fine. It's no big deal. Yeah, right. I'm literally like, I, I was, yeah. I'm literally like the one who was always be there like, okay, I'm going to take you to the hospital tonight. Like that was kind of like my little like role or like, okay, let's kind of put some band-aids on you. But I just walk up to him and I'm like, I think you should go to the hospital. Um, I watched your match and something's not right. But he's like, nah, I feel fine. And I'm just thinking, yeah, it was wow. Because <laughs> he seemed so like. Process, so when you process trauma or I should say when when trauma happens, it gets stored in the tissues. So for something like your injury, it was like super obvious right here. It was stored. That trauma was stored right there. So when when traumas that relate to uh, abandonment, rejection, humiliation, um, etc., when those traumas happen, it gets they get uh, trapped in the organs. Um, so when we go through different dif different healing of uh, belief systems or uh, traumatic instances, it's important to support the organs uh along alongside doing that because it all gets in the Taoist tradition it goes into what's called the yellow court and that's like just below it's like the heart area in the center in the center of the chest in the stern below the sternum right there and all the organs are energetically connected to the yellow court and all unprocessed upset and traumas um basically 
are in the queue there until we're ready to deal with them. And uh, you can use sound, you know, or hypnosis is, is a, an amazing technique. Um, sound vibration to basically shake up the organs and get them in a, in a healthy state. And then, and then start going into, you know, deep meditations or hypnosis and pulling, pulling those traumas up because like liver, you got, um, anger, resentment and all that. The lungs, there's, there's the grief and despair is, which is the toxic emotions of these, of the five yin organs. The heart is, you know, unmet expectations, anxiety, the spleen, uh, worry, obsession uh kidneys is fear and then fear of loneliness um so when when that picture is painted it paints a whole different perspective on how we experience emotions and then looking at people in our lives and the state the emotional state that they're in you can start to see like oh wow their kidneys really need support or you know their their heart needs to be tended to and 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 loved and and supported uh and also when we relate to each other um and as partners and whatnot uh it really it really adds a whole new perspective to life looking at the organs and how they store trauma and the traumas that are associated with each organ so it's pretty that's your your story kind of popped that into my mind on how that works and, and that's incredible that because it makes sense too yeah. um i went to uh years ago i saw a psychic reiki master and i'm i was the kind of person like i take all of my pain and i kind of put it in like my little spot, you know, like all, everything that hurts me and upsets me. I just take it. I put it down right in my spot right there. And she picked right up on it. She goes, Oh, it's right here. You got to let that shit go. And I was uh, like, that's where the liver's at. yeah, exactly. So you said that. And I'm like, yeah, it was in my liver, but it was like, but I'm saving that for a rainy day. That's like, if the wrong person messes with me and it's like, it's right. my life or yours, buddy, I'm unleashing, you know? <laughs> But yeah, yeah. Arjun and I are actually working on um, I uh, we're working on a liver detox protocol. How do I say? Like, we're looking into how to like do very specific, like a, a very specific Reiki offering for the liver. Um, I've been receiving like a lot of messages yeah. about you know how conscious action is being you know thwarted by inner anger and inner resentment and Arjun's a magician with the body so yeah. I'm asking him to prepare you know a detox protocol so that we can combine these two um just because the liver is like oh, it's so important well the hun the hun that we were talking about is uh connected to the liver that's where the hun is housed in the liver so if you saw this on like on a human scale, as far as like leveling up as a species with all the, the crazy stuff that's going on and the polarization between, you know, this group of people, that group of people, whatever, 
it's created that field of frustration and resentment, mm -hmm. which, which therefore doesn't allow us to like surrender to each other and, and uh, have that, that joy and compassion, which is the virtue of the liver is, you know, the virtue of the liver is joy, yeah. compassion, and love uh, more than the heart. It, it's which is interesting yeah you know the heart is like that the the other the second mind you know i i i believe we have three minds we have one uh it's the lower dantian below the navel and then one at the heart and then the obvious one is the brain mind yeah um so we like as a human species we really we really have to get over our frustration and resentment with each other sure. um, even though like we may not agree on the other person's beliefs or way of living life um you know it's like our our children our livelihoods but more importantly more importantly our children's livelihoods are at stake and we want we want to leave a world that is conducive with happiness, freedom, prosperity, connection, you know, all that good stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and again, it was, I was thinking about, about how a lot of my clients in hypnotherapy, I realized like they were doing the same thing. They're storing that pain, that hurt, that resentment in their liver. So when you're, when you and Iris are talking about doing this, detoxification for people, I, I think it's going to be more beneficial than perhaps you even realize because so many people store it there. And I try to push letting things go. I, I, I say like you, I push letting go and forgiveness and forgiveness doesn't mean you're saying what somebody did to you is okay. It's saying that you're letting it go because to not forgive is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. It's like you're holding totally. on to that. And I try to put it in an analogy for people who still have a hard time with forgiveness to say, if a wolf tries to eat me, I can forgive it because I know it's a wolf and that's what it does. Right. But I'm not going to forget because when I see the wolf again, I'm going to know, hey, it tried to eat me last time. So that's the difference with like forgiveness. It doesn't mean you say, okay, it's all good. And I'm going to open myself up to, to be hurt by you again. It's saying like, I'm not going to hold right. on to that because I don't need to. And a lot of people right. have a hard time, even in hypnosis, just letting go. Like, can you forgive them? Can you forgive the person? No. Can you at least let it go? And they struggle with that. And you can tell, like, they hold on to it, and it's so difficult for people. It's almost like it becomes an it attachment. Becomes part of yeah. Identity. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I actually have a free Reiki. It's I don't know if I would call it a course, but I do have, like, a free Reiki activation on forgiveness <clears throat> because it, it was something that came up really heavily a couple months ago that I had to work on um, and so since I wanted to work on it I decided to make a Reiki course um, or Reiki activation from it so it's basically nine days of 
forgiveness Reiki, if you will. It's like all guided meditation on going in and forgiving certain aspects. So like, you know, parents or family and um, <clears throat> policies that you don't agree with. And just like learning how to let go, it kind of covers, you know, how to forgive <laughs> without necessarily without being a doormat because I think that people like <clears throat> assume that forgiveness is you know an allowance and it's not so <clears throat> I just uh, I feel like so lit up about forgiveness because I think that it's like the one major thing that will heal all levels of your soul is if you have a willingness to forgive then you can move through your deepest, darkest, densest stuff. Uh -huh. And that's really not easy work. So, you know, um, it takes a, a big person. And I think that people should recognize that in themselves. Like, it really takes a big person to do this work and, you know, show people that they can forgive. Uh -huh. So... I, lo I love that. And the fact that you're offering this activation for people, because again, it just, to me, shows how in tune you both are with what's going on with people. And like, we all see things in different ways and we pick up information in different ways, but you are both mm -hmm. just like, it's like you're on top of it. And it's like before most people realize, oh, we need to do something about this. So I, I appreciate that so much. And for like all of our hearers and watchers, can you tell us how we can find you, how we can utilize your services? Yes. Um, so my website is tworoseshealing.org um, and RJ's is elevatedenvironments.com. Um, we, ha we now have a wild baby who's uh, <laughs> running up and down the stairs, so this has to support him. But um, <clears throat> RJ is currently on a social media break, <clears throat> so a lot of what is coming through for RJ and I will be found on either my Instagram or my Twitter. Um, I guess you're not taking a Twitter break, but he's taking an Instagram break. <laughs> So you can find kind of our collaborations moving forward in the future on Two Roses Healing. Um, so I can definitely write that down in the show notes. And um, yeah, would I, you know, would just love to be of service. That I think that's really ultimately like <clears throat> our deepest goal is just to be of service to humanity and to the collective. Yeah, and help feed, you know, we're feeding each other. Yeah. And, and RJ, do you offer online services? Um, I'm stepping into that. I've, uh, I've traditionally been more in person, uh, but with in accordance with the times, uh, I'm being called to the, the online uh, realm. So <clears throat> the liver detox um, program that we are putting together will all be online. Um, and that will definitely include a PDF, like a guided PDF on, you know, the detox protocol. And it's really simple, basic shit, like avoid corn syrup. Okay. It's not that basic, but really that is that, that, <laughs> <Sure>. that does, <laughs> there is that in there. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's, I don't want to, how do I say it the right way? It's, it's foundational. It's, yes. you know, Thank you. some things <laughs> are basic. like 
obvious, but, you know, tricky to integrate for whatever reason in, in someone's life. Um, it's, it's not made to be some secret code that's gonna, you know, you put your hands together in this way and then it's all gonna be like a big boom's gonna go off and your liver's fine. <laughs> right, sure. <laughs> you know, it's, it's gonna be, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. yeah, so we're we're mixing our modalities a little bit. Um, I think he's gonna do qigong. So like there'll be you know integrative practices for um, daily navigation, and then once a week we'll meet and I'll we'll basically do reiki and you know do like a, a group ceremony on healing the liver. Um, <laughs> so uh, that will all be online and. I'm kind of teaching RJ the ways of the online world, though he does really shine in person. <laughs> I don't like, can you guys do, want to maybe move to New Hampshire, perhaps? Because <laughs> New Hampshire's awesome, too. <laughs> come up to the mountains of yes, New Hampshire. Yes, come to the mountains of New Hampshire. <laughs> and we can merge our chickens together. Yeah, we could definitely <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, we have um, plenty of friends in Maine. Um, I lived there for two years. Um, so I have lots of friends and close, I call them family, but they're not biologically family. But, but they're family. I, we have many people there. So we have to take our, our, our uh, we, have to, we have to take ourselves out there. <laughs> yes. Well, you have a place to stay. Absolutely. When you, when you come up this way. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to tell our hearers or watchers before we wrap up today? Anything else you want to go out on or mention? I just want to say uh, thanks for giving us the time and space. And it's it's been an honor to be here. And uh, I look forward to working with all the amazing people. <laughs> I, I can't resist the baby kisses well, who can i know right um i also just want to say thank you for having us it's so fun to sit and talk like to another couple and yes. it's kind of like you know an initiation again back into our work um i really took like i didn't really take time off but my life slowed down a lot having our baby, duh. Kind of hiatus <laughs> more than like talk. Yeah. So, you know, we're like reorienting ourselves back into a, a deeper integration of family practices. And I, I really just like look forward to uh, seeing that it, more in the collective, you two, us two, other <laughs> two wonderful couples that are doing this work. Because I feel like together we're better. So thank you. Absolutely. And I just <laughs> want to thank you both so much because I know having a child, how difficult it can be to make time to do stuff like this and to talk to other people, especially for a podcast. So thank you so much. And thank you, Silas, for joining <laughs> us and being so awesome and adorable. <laughs> oh, you're yeah, so he's so stinking cute. Really Hi. He oh. really well. He's I'm so good. Thank you so he's, much. Um, yeah. This little guy has been through so much Reiki in the womb and has been through several attunements in the womb. So this guy loves to be a part of it all. Oh, I, That's awesome. And, and it, you can tell he's just like, yeah, I'm here and 
this is this is what we do and it's so so beautiful and again it's that family connection and that like joining together it's hard to find words I'm a feeler so I go off of feeling so I'm not good with words but it's hard to sometimes describe the feeling right I definitely feel like RJ and I our biggest mission is to you know live the mystery school lifestyle which includes, you know, raising children in the mystery ways. Mm-hmm. And by mystery, I mean, you know, the great cosmic knowingness, if yeah. you will. So um, we really appreciate you having us all together and playing with how it works. Because uh, we were lucky enough to have a nap for most of it. And then mama's on top of it with food. And- <laughs> 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 so, entertaining with food. So thank you. I really appreciate it. No, absolutely. Thank you guys thank so much. Thank you guys. It was awesome. It, it, it was. was. And you guys will have to come back on again too. Yes, definitely. Yeah, yes, yeah. we'll have to come back on ours as well. More. Sure. Absolutely. We'll another, another couple interviews. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> awesome. Thank you both so much. And we hope you have a beautiful evening. Yes, thank you guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. You too. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, that was that was awesome. That, that was, was a lot of fun. So fun! Thank you so much, Iris, RJ, and Silas. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, Silas, what a cute little guy. Oh, he's so stinking cute. Wow. Uh, yeah, they being able because I've worked with Iris and I've you know we've had conversations and just being able because I didn't know much about RJ, so just like hearing him and like watching the two of them and hearing the two of them. Yeah, I got like so excited because. It's like you can just feel that energy and that love. And I I think it's just really cool. And what and you know, Iris talks about and RJ talk about magic. And one of the things that kept popping up was do you remember when we first started seeing each other what you would say about us? That we got along swimmingly? No. That that we were magic. Our love is pure magic. Our love is pure magic, yeah. 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 And that just kept popping in my head because yeah. it, it just makes me think of the synchronicities. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was going to say that like watching them, just seeing, I mean, I've never spoken to them before or anything uh, before tonight. And just uh, obviously for people listening, uh, I would say if you go back, if you go in and watch the video, uh, you could see just the way they look at each other. It's, it's awesome because you could just tell there's so much love there and there's there's magic. Yeah. Like that I mean that's if the that's best word it for it, I think. Yeah. So yeah, they, they, that was really, really what a what a conversation. I know. I I don't a lot of fun. I'm just like these two people are like so freaking cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> much respect, especially so like much. like I, I said it to them, but I'll say it again. Like just the 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 going through the the birthing process and doing it the way that they did mm-hmm. and just the overcoming the the adversity of just just what people say and overcoming any kind of maybe previous programming that they had about it you know maybe being something that you can't be done or whatever and and i just my hat's off to both of them for just being so strong and 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 doing that and obviously you can see their baby's fine their baby is so happy you know 
it could be done. How, how did how were babies born before there were hospitals? Oh, yeah. Iris and you know, I had I that like you know that. hundreds of years ago. Like uh, mankind survived, yeah. um, but not just that. But like holding true to to what they believe and what they feel. And yes, they have people say what they're going to say, and they give their comments. But still, like sticking, staying true to their beliefs, and still following yes. the path that they felt called to to travel upon and because that i mean i said it you know i was doing tarot and i stopped for a while just because i the way i got treated by some people and it's not like every single person treated me like that but just having you know some people do that made me retreat and so to see people who are like nope this is this is what i'm called for and i'm sticking to it I get inspired. It's, by I was just saying, it's and inspiring. I hold yes. so much respect yeah. for that because mm-hmm. it was like, yes, and it's never too late. So if there's something you're called to do, but you just didn't want to deal with the other people and what they say and what they think, get back to it. It's never too late if you feel called to something, and 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 use Iris and RJ as inspiration. And yeah, I mean, they just touched on so many things and hearing their stories yeah and just i mean the 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 things that rj was saying too uh i believe Taoism, correct yes. uh and just the way the the different feelings in in, in the body and and uh attaching to organs and yeah. stuff that's something that i, I didn't realize was Taoism. i i didn't know but it's something that i've taken an interest in in the last yeah couple of years at least just trying to figure out how because i'm always i've always been most of my life uh concerned with muscles with, uh-huh. the, with the physical cosmetic look i guess uh, of the body yeah. and it it's only recently I, I had to you know get into my 40s before i realized oh you know i probably should worry about what's going on inside too the stuff you can't see uh-huh. is is really important as well if not more so important than what you're seeing on the outside yeah. so I, I i thought that was really uh, very interesting to hear that and and it made a lot of sense and and then also touching on just like how you said that's where your pain was that's where you stored all your emotion and all your anger and all that kind of stuff just like wow that's it it, it all makes sense and it's just uh i don't know if synchronicity or, or what but it's almost for me it's like the pieces of the puzzle just keep coming together I'm and discovering it, more pieces and figuring out where they fit it's almost like reconfirming with yeah. a lot of stuff it's like because it's like to go down a path because you feel that's what you're called to do and that's what's right. That's one thing. But then when other people like bring up things that like you've been dealing with or working on or feeling a certain way about and then they start talking about it, again, it's that synchronicity of, okay, I'm, yeah, I am on the right path. So, yeah, I, I just think it's awesome. And um, we I, hope everybody listening got uh, as enjoyed I, that conversation as much as we so. enjoyed having it. It was, it was a lot of fun. It, it was. And um, so much love and gratitude. Thank you so much, Iris, RJ, and Silas. Absolutely. So uh, anything you want to plug or, or say before we wrap it up this week? Yes, I just want to remind people I'm not. I no longer have Etsy. Um, I'm closing my Etsy shop. It's on vacation mode. So if you want to get any Organite through me, go to tarotbymonique.com. I have Organite. I have incense, candles. I do tarot and oracle readings. And if you're interested in hypnotherapy, go to innerstandingshypnosis.com to schedule a free 20-minute consult. And 
even though I plug my organite, please check out RJ's website and talk to, like check out his organite and what he has to offer as well because um I know I'm gonna be going online <laughs> after yeah, and, yes, and, yeah. and probably buying some stuff. <laughs> yeah, it, definitely. We'll we'll put all their all that information yes. in the show notes. So check out the show notes for all that. Is there anything you want to plug? No, nothing, nothing at all. I just want to I just want to plug uh, everybody. Just be nice to each other. Be good to each other. Believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. Believe in God. And Hulkamania. <laughs> no, uh, no, I, I don't have anything I want to plug, but just, uh, yeah, just we'll be back uh, pretty soon, hopefully with another show. Yeah. Uh, you know, everything Monique said, check out RJ's site and, 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 and Iris's Iris. website and and follow them like on social media. If they're on social media, yeah. you know, follow them and, and see what they're up to because it sounds like they got some pretty exciting stuff coming down the pike. And I want to throw out, Iris has an email list that you can subscribe to. And the Do you find if, that like on Twitter? Is all that stuff there? Um, I signed up. I think you can sign up um, through the link on Twitter. She's tworoseshealing.org. And the, the emails I get are really inspirational. They're really educational. And there's a lot to offer in the emails that she sends. And she does charge for her services but then she also does a lot of free work as well throughout the year so take advantage of that if um if you know money is an issue that's something I brought up for January I offered half price hypnotherapy because I know money can be an issue and I don't want people to not be able to utilize something just because they feel like they can't afford it at this point in time. And I know Iris does a lot of um, work and, you know, she, she mentioned the free Reiki attunement um, that she offers. So please check them both out, see what they have to offer. And yeah. Awesome. So until next time, I'm the golden Greek galaxy area joined as always by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing wife. The lovely Monique. And you've been listening to the Homewrecker Podcast. We love hearing from and interacting with our hearers and watchers. Feel free to reach out to us on Twitter. At HomewreckerPod. You can also visit our website. HomewreckerPodcast.com where you can check out past episodes and pick up some Homewrecker Podcast gear from our online store. Also, if you haven't already, please hit the subscribe or follow button wherever you're hearing or watching our show. That way you can be notified whenever a new episode drops. We're on all major podcasting platforms, and you can check out the video versions of our show at YouTube and Brideon. You can also find Monique in a few places online as well. I'm on Twitter, at underscore Monique Giselle underscore. If you're interested in a tarot reading, organite, incense, candles, and other cool things, you can go to my website, tarotbymonique.com. Or if you're interested in hypnotherapy, you can go to innerstandingshypnosis.com to schedule a free 20-minute consult. And follow me on Twitter, at MoniquePCHT. And Alex, how can people find you? You can find me on Twitter, at TheAlexArion. And you can check out my website, AlexArionFitness.com. And if that's too much to remember, we get it. That's why we put it all in our show notes. 
Thanks for spending your time with us, and we appreciate all of your support. We do. Thank you. We love you. Many people are unaware just how much hypnotherapy can help them or think it's only to help lose weight or quit smoking. But there is so much more hypnotherapy can do. It can help with stress, anxiety, insomnia, phobias, performance enhancement, connecting with your spirit guides and higher self. You can even discover past lives and your life between lives. Heal traumas, break habits, find your deepest truth, or just have fun discovering who you really are, all from the comfort of your home. I'm Monique Pliakis. I'm a certified hypnotherapist, and I want to help you. Schedule a free consult by going to www.innerstandingshypnosis.com. That's I-N-N-E-R-S-T-A-N-D-I-N-G-S-H-Y-P-N-O-S-I-S.com. Understandings Hypnosis. Find your power and ignite your inner light.